You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Yee-haw! It's tough for me to compete with the noise outside, There's though. a lot of noise outside right now. And it's sounding like that. Tires, so, tires are squealing. Tires are squealing, engines are screaming. I can't smell anything inside, though. Normally, you know, you get the oil smell. Uh, racing oil smells different for some reason. Oh, I, I think the uh, the NASCAR cars are on track later. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but down the road, you know, we've been talking electrics for so long. I mean, how, how are they going to are, are they going to make those race cars sound good because they won't have motors? You know what? I think I think it's going to change a little bit. We're going to see some hybrids uh-huh. where they can capture some of the energy that's that's lost on in races when they're braking and decelerating. Uh-huh. But what we're really going to see is a switch to a non-petroleum-based fuel. You mean it'll still be an internal combustion engine? Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. So next year in Japan, one of the championships is running a a non-petroleum-based synthetic fuel. So it's supposed to be environmentally friendly and all that stuff. So that's happening. They've been talking about it in Europe, and I think we're going to see that happen globally. So fun, you know, uh, people who enjoy racing can continue to drive internal combustion engine cars. Okay, here's Dumbass question. Um, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Can't run them on alcohol? Uh, the Indy cars run on ethanol. Right. Yeah, exclusively. Yep. So that's a non-petroleum-based fuel, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think, I think so this, that doesn't have to change. Uh, not really, but I, you know, I think they're going to use some different technology, of course, in, uh, in, in, in sports car racing. So we're going to start seeing that a little bit uh, next year, and, and that's going to continue. So you know, for me, who, who you know, maybe has a couple years of racing left, I'll, yes. I'll be able to continue racing before it all goes electric. And and you know you do it you do test cars and 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 you explained to me the other day when I got into one of them that you had the sound turned on mm-hmm. so that I thought there was like a motor in there <laughs> yes right, right? yeah and now, a lot- now the, the pedestrians hear that sound too yes okay yeah so some of them do a great job of of broadcasting a sound like there's an external speaker mm-hmm. and then as speeds increase that that sound drops away so when you're on the highway it's just not not running but what- you could do it on a race car. You could totally do it on a race car, make okay. vroom vroom sounds. <laughs> uh, but a lot of these, a lot of these electrics um, broadcast a, uh, a a sound inside to make it sound like you're driving something with a motor. So mm-hmm. it gives a feeling that, that you're driving a machine rather than you know just a, a boring appliance. All right. Speaking of, we've got all kinds of activity today. We've got Mike Lynette from Cardor.ca. He's got a great uh, website, great opportunity ways to that you can buy cars online. We've got Maureen Harquail from the Omvic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, she's going to be talking about, well, I don't want to give it away, but uh, there's lots of things to consider when you're buying a car besides the condition of. Yes, and Onvic's job is really to protect consumers. Right, and because so many people are just going there blind, especially if they've never done it before. Th- that's true, and, you know, from time to time you find the uh, the, the bad actors in the in the dealership world. Right, and, and you know, it's, it is it is way better to do your homework first and, yeah. and rather than get stuck because a lot of times there's no easy way out. That's right. And we've got Jonathan Marecki here from Car Pages. You know John for a long time. Uh, no, that's uh, I know Mike for a long time. John, ah. Jonathan, Jonathan uh, is. Uh, we had a chat the other day, and uh, yeah, CarPages.ca, the uh, their uh, you know used car marketplace, and uh, uh, Jonathan has some interesting takes on the used car market. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's all relatively based to the fact that there hasn't been a whole lot of new cars, eh? Yeah, there's there's no new car supply, and then that forces used car prices up. Yeah, and and we'll talk about how used right how used cars cra- prices have gone crazy, mm-hmm. totally fluctuating though, been up crazy and come down again. Yes, yeah. So we're going to learn a little bit about that today. All right. Yes. Uh, Brian and myself will be right back after the break. We got lots to talk about, and we're going to have a few laughs. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman, and uh, we have an interloper in the studio today, otherwise known as Spoonie, but uh, he doesn't want to talk. So we're going to take it away, Al, with uh, this weekend here, and uh, just not far from where we're sitting, the Honda Indy is going on. Exactly. It sounds great. Um, All kinds of different vehicles. I mean, they've got... uh, They've got the Indy cars, of course. They've got the um, they've got the sedan racing. And how many different um, divisions are there in sedan kind of racing? Uh, so they've got um, they've got two uh, sports car series. They've uh-huh. got the, the 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 Porsche Cup, uh, which is their 911 GT3 based spec series. Right. So they're all identical Porsche 911s. And, and again, sorry, that's like the old IROC for us oldie guys. Kinda. Okay. A- except Where the cars were essentially all prepared by the same. People well, the the, the individual to be equal. Yeah, they they okay. they are equalized. The individual teams do prepare them. Okay, uh, but there's very little adjustment. So uh, what basically car setup in terms of yeah, very little suspension and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. yeah, very little setup and tire pressure. That's that's basically all they can do. And and you can't you can't access the engine or the computers or nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The the you can't really touch the suspensions to any degree. Can't change spring rates. Can't do anything. Oh really? Yeah. But I mean, this is this so is a very tire pressure. What are you doing? Uh, drive, <laughs> driving the thing. That's, that's about it. Well, and, and, and that basically shows that's, you know, who's the better driver. Yeah, and, and this is the U.S.-based series. There are some Canadians. One of the top Canadians is, is Parker Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, interviewed him uh, a couple of races ago in California. Yeah. And uh, super, super fast uh, driver and a great kid. Now, does that series as well go on strictly road courses, or did they do ovals as well? Ah, uh, strictly road courses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there, there is uh, at the Indy. There's also the Sports Car Championship Canada. It's called. Right. Doesn't have a sponsor title, but that is uh, more sedans, but different makes and models. So there's uh, some AMGs, Mustangs. Uh, there's a McLaren, and then a bunch of Audis. And uh, our friends at Atrell Hyundai have three Hyundai race cars in the race. Really, but how how could how could uh, an AMG be in the same division as an as a Hyundai? Ah, they're they're two different categories. Uh. So the AMGs and the Mustangs <laughs> are the rear drive category, and then the Audis and the Hyundais are front wheel drives. Okay, again, so an Audi is going to race a Hyundai. Yes. 
they have similar engines? Yeah, or? They're, they're that, so that category uses a two-liter four-cylinder turbocharged uh, engine as okay, the okay. spec, and and they're all balanced, so they, they basically run the same lap times. It, it comes down to the driver. Okay, so it's not an R8 running against the Santa Fe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then it'd be, you know, I, I, there'd be no contest, really. That, that's right. Unless you had a crazy lady who had a schedule to get the kids at school and hairdresser and nail appointment the same day. That's right. And, and because you, she'd blow your doors off. That's right. I can tell you, you know, you want to tick off a, a, a person who, who has to do that kind of stuff. Watch, I'm getting politically correct here because I don't want to go to jail. Um, and they get really mad. Oh, yes. So, yeah. You know how long I've been waiting to get this hairdresser appointment? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and this is not good that my car won't start. That's okay. right. All right. Uh, speaking of fancy cars, BMW's got some crazy ideas. They're in the news this week uh-huh. because in some markets around the world, uh, England and, and Asia and some other uh, parts of the of the world, mm-hmm. they are charging a monthly fee for some of their features that would otherwise be standard. You mean I, I don't get it? You mean the 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 features in the car, and mm-hmm. sometimes it works, and sometimes it. Doesn't. That's the idea. Okay. So, so the 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 news kind of picked up on this idea that they would charge eight the equivalent of eighteen dollars a month mm-hmm. if you wanted your heated seats to work. Ah, so like I, I'm still plugged into Mister Rogers for my cable, but I don't get all the stations necessary unless I want to pay extra. Exactly. Ah, that's how it works. Exactly. I get it. Uh-huh. I guess it's simpler to, when you're putting them all together. Just make them all the same. That well, that that's their excuse. So you know, for some smaller markets where it makes sense to run, you know, a, a, a production run for that particular country, uh-huh. equip them equip them all the same, and you know, they they have uh, you know whatever is cameras and and uh, heated seats, maybe mm-hmm. ventilated seats, right. And then they're all the same. And then when the customers get them, instead of charging them for all those features, right. they can transition them to a subscription model and probably make a little bit more money. I think Tesla was doing that with their so-called autopilot, where the equipment was in the car, but you just had to give them a credit card or do an e-transfer if you wanted it to work. That's right. That's and right. Because of modern technology, they could just click it from their home. You wouldn't have to go to the dealer or nothing. That's right. That's right. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage, of course. And right after the break, we're going to talk to Mike Lynette, who's also going to talk about how easy it is to do things online. That's right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Like I just said, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman. And don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for our latest contest. You can win a Thule roof box courtesy of Wayfair Insurance and Tire Butler. So go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win that very cool prize this month of July. All right. Um, Does it come off and on easy? Yeah. Yeah, the the Thule stuff is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I've never had any, and um, I kind of wondered about wind resistance and gas consumption. Oh, it's pretty low profile, but uh, there'll be a little little extra wind noise and a little more wind resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy had one of the first Nissan thingies, and it had a roof rack, and I didn't pay any attention to it. But all of a sudden, we got on the highway, and this noise started happening. And went, <laughs> I said, what the hell is that? And he goes, it's the roof rack. I went, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, Did exactly. nobody ever drive it on the highway? Guess not. <laughs> Maybe not. All right, Mike Lynette, you know him well. I know Mike Lynette. Very well. Mike is from Cardor. Mike, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You sounding good? Yeah. Mike and I go Thanks. way back in the uh, in the car business. Uh-huh. And uh, if you go to YouTube uh, and search for four guys in a car, you get to see the uh, the ten year younger versions of us on camera. <laughs> we trying to get into the driving and pay for one, or how many were in the trunk? Uh, sometimes there were one. Oh. There were, we had we had you know we had, we had a crazy camera guy. Mike, tell us about Cardor. What's what's going on there? 
Yeah, sure, absolutely. So uh, Cardoor is uh, it's an online marketplace for buying and selling cars. Um, I mean, you've you've probably heard of uh, places like uh, Carvana and, and maybe Vroom and uh, some others that are in the market. Now, uh, Cardoor is a little bit different, but uh, kind of follows the same model of, of buying online or selling online and having the car brought to your house. Um, so what makes Cardoor different is that we are a marketplace and we actually um, we represent uh, inventory for a bunch of different dealers. And when we're buying cars, uh, our network of people that are actually buying them from uh, consumers is also hundreds of dealers. So uh, we really have I think we've got the best selection. So we're in Ontario right now and I think we have the most cars of anyone who's selling online in uh, in Ontario. So um, it's a one stop shop. We've got lots of choice for everyone. And uh, if you want to shop all of these different dealers inventory, you get to do it with the help of one person. Uh, so that's that's pretty convenient. And we don't really care which one you buy. So we're not going to pressure you into anything that's not right for you. Um, and it tends to tends to work out. We got a, a lot of people that like us, lots of them uh, five star reviews. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. We've been around about a year and uh, yeah, we're we're helping people uh, helping people buy and sell cars. I thought that was great, though, that, that, that part that you have your own sales rep. It's not like I'm just glancing online and I'm looking on, at cars and, and plunking my money down. Mm -hmm. You actually have somebody who will help us because a lot of people really you know, they have an idea of what they want for a car, but they don't know a whole lot. And you guys are experts, right? I, absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, the team is... They're they're unlike I think uh, a lot of, of sort of like traditional uh, sales teams in that they are super passionate about cars in the auto industry, mm -hmm. um, and they really do know uh, kind of like really really uh, kind of minute details about different vehicles can, and can really help you kind of find something that's right. Um, so if you were to kind of think of the the profile, like Brian, I'm sure, and, and Alan, I'm sure as well, like you guys have uh, friends and family that say, hey you know lots about cars, can you help me with my buying? And, you know, like, would you come around to dealerships with me and look at this stuff and talk about this stuff? And ultimately, that is uh, what Cardoor is. It's it's people that get paid to do the things that, you know, we don't really want to do on our Saturdays. So question, uh, so let, me, let me ask okay. a hypothetical question, though. I mean, you know, uh, somebody sees a, a, you know, a, a BMW with 200 Ks on it. Um, and, 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 you know, your experts know that that can be an expensive car to maintain. I mean, would they yes. would they tell the prospective buyer that you know do you really know what you're getting into here? It's this isn't this is not an economy kind of car. Yeah. So uh, generally, I mean, we don't. If you really want a car like that, we can help you find one. But right. there's yeah, nothing yeah, on yeah, our yeah, yeah. site. There's nothing on our site with more than 150,000 kilometers. Oh, you got out of that one really easy. Yeah, come on, come on. That wasn't the answer I was looking for. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, no. Uh, no, but but again, I mean, I, listen. Your, your your site is to put people together to buy cars to move move merchandise. Um, but again, is that rep going to say, "Listen, I, you really ought to think hard before you buy this kind of car"? So yes, we, like uh, there there are a few things. So first, like we have a really good return policy, a really good exchange policy, okay. and and uh, warranty. So if if after fourteen days you don't like the car, you can give it back. If after sixty days you'd prefer to drive something different, we'll swap it out for you. Uh, in 90 days, we've got a warranty. Now, 
when it comes to talking about the units, like we really don't care what you buy. None of these cars really make a difference to us. Mm -hmm. We want to find the right car for you. Uh, and because we're new, if we give bad advice, like the Google review is everything. The service is everything. Like our whole uh, our whole jam is that we want to provide you guys uh, the best possible buying experience. And we can only do that if we're honest. Um, and, and like we don't, you know, if you really want a 200,000 uh, kilometer BMW, we'll kind of talk you through the pros and cons. We've actually... You know, we have a BMW specialist, a guy that himself does transmission swaps and does, you know, rebuilds. And he can probably tell you anything you need to know about a 200,000 kilometer uh, BMW uh, that's been made in the last 40 years. Um, but, you know, generally, we'll try and steer you away to, uh, to something that's, that's going to be a little bit better for you. Awesome, Meg. Well, thanks for joining us. Where do, uh, where do people go to learn about car, uh, car door? Cardor.ca. How easy is that? Awesome, Mike. How easy? Yes. Thanks for joining us. We got a roll. And Thanks so much, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. Talk to you. You're listening Bye. to Dave's Corner Garage. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman, and we have Maureen Harquell from Omvic joining us. Maureen, how are you? Good, thanks. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. You know, we're always talking about condition, 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 um, you know, about used cars and whatnot, but there's way more to the package. In other words, when you're buying a used car, yes, condition is important, and the person that you're buying it from should be reputable as well, but there's more to it, and you got some information about that. What are we talking about, Marie? Well, yeah, it's, it's so important to know, yes, the condition of your vehicle, but you also want to really understand what you know in what where it's at in terms of uh any past history and i think that's really key is that the motor vehicle dealers act in ontario requires dealers to provide mandatory disclosures uh which is really a, a key pillar of protection for people who are going are looking to buy a, a used vehicle and there's actually 22 believe it or not 22 specific disclosures that dealers um have to share with the uh with the consumer now, is that always basically is it down to their particular knowledge? Because I remember we had some crazy used car guys selling a car once, and I had to tell, I was doing a pre-inspection on it, and I had to tell my prospective buyer that, hang on, this is two cars. In other words, this was like a Franken car, you know? And, 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 and it was so obvious. And then when we, so we called the sales guy who said, uh, I have no recollection of this, you know? Um, you know, can they just play stupid or what? No, and, and the law is clear about that. Certainly, if a, if a vehicle has been in an accident or has sustained damage that actually exceeds $3,000, and we know today that a, a $3,000, it doesn't take long to, to rack up that kind of number on a, on a, on a vehicle. Um, if it's anything over 3000 a dealer must clearly disclose this information in writing. That's the key part of it. It's not good enough to just say to a consumer, oh, yeah, it's been in an accident, uh, we think it's about 3500 or whatever, it has to be written. That's the requirement. Now, we, uh, we always tell people, too, that if there's a Carfax available, uh, get it, and if they don't supply you with one, go online and buy it yourself. That's always a good idea, too, eh? It's excellent advice, and, uh, you know, you can't go wrong by at least getting that Carfax, so you have that that basic understanding, uh, you know, the Carfax reports have just, you know, they're now providing more and more information, which is great. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can even get uh, 
maintenance information uh, that, that's happened as well. So it gives you a sense in terms of how the, well the car was cared for over the years. Now, uh, again, you know, car prices have been going up and not everybody has a big stash of cash at home. I mean, they've got to finance it. That's another part of the equation here, isn't it? You're absolutely right. And, and for a lot of people, that's, in fact, the most important piece to it. And, you know, certainly from OMVIC's perspective, we encourage consumers and Ontarians to do their research so that they understand the risks, um, so that they can safeguard their financial plan and, and really stick to their budget. Um, you know, one of the most important things when you're buying a car, you know, people get drawn in looking at the cost of the car. But you also need to think about the other expenses that are going to, to hit you when you buy that vehicle. Everything from, you know, how much is it going to cost me to park it? Um, what will my maintenance costs look like? Um, you know, will I be purchasing any aftermarket products? And of course, you know, the big one these days also don't forget about insurance. So it really adds up. So I think people need to be really mindful when they go in to buy a car. It's not just about the price of the car. Yeah, I, I, we, we in the last segment, we were trying to advise people not to buy a BMW with 200,000 kilometers on it. Right. <laughs> that is not a, uh, uh, an inexpensive car. But the financing end of it, so you're saying that perhaps, you know, we, we should self-finance or should we depend on the dealer to do the financing? Well, in fact, the best thing you can do before you even walk into a dealership the best thing you can do is contact your financial institution, who you bank with on a regular basis, talk to their, to their representative, and find out what your financial institution can actually provide to you. So what would be the interest rates? What kind of, how much could you be financed for? Could you use your letter, your line of credit? Uh, you know, there's lots of things that your financial institution can do for you and at least arm you with a bunch of information before you walk into the dealership. And I think once you, you get into the dealership, uh, it's certainly a common practice for a dealer to offer and arrange financing for, for a consumer. And that's, that's great. Uh, I think Ontarians need to know, of course, that uh, dealers have relationships with a number of financial institutions. So they're going to, to reach out to, to their associates that they work with, and they'll try to identify the best uh, financing option for that uh, that consumer. I think it's important to know, though, that the the dealer is submitting potentially submitting your app your credit application to a number of financial institutions. And sometimes you have to be a little careful about that because if it goes too many times to too many institutions, uh, that can negatively impact your credit score. So you want to be aware of that. And uh, I mean, but they're not going to upfront tell you that they're making those applications to everybody, are they? Not necessarily, and I think that's why it's once once again one of those things that consumers need to to ask the dealer. Uh, you know, they may very well say, "Yes, I'd like. I'm interested in you, the dealer, financing this for me." But I want to know who you're sending my application to, and in fact, I want to see the different financing options that come back. Uh, so don't leave it to the dealer to decide which option is best for you. The, the consumer needs to decide that for themselves. You know, in the past, uh, a lot of people would be what they call in the ditch or underwater or flipped over or whatever they want Upside to call down. it. Upside, Upside down. Upside down. Upside down, I think they call it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, that's also something that has to be concerned about today. 
Well, sure. And I mean, we're, we're all seeing the reports about uh, uh, the cost of used cars going up and up and up and the challenges with uh, supply of vehicles in the, in the province. So, you know, be careful that you're not overpaying for a car because at some point those, those prices will settle back down and you may very well end up in a, in a negative equity situation because you've, you've paid too much for it. And perhaps on top of that, you've financed at a higher rate of interest, and then at the same time, remember, a motor vehicle depreciates in value every day that you're driving it. I'd be calling one eight hundred. I've gone bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. Well, can, can you get me out of this? Oh my God, that sounds like know, doom and gloom. I'll tell you. Go ahead. Well, listen, and 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 it's not all doom and gloom because uh, you know, as uh, OMVIC is Ontario's motor vehicle sales regulator, and we're here to help Ontarians. And in fact, the best thing they can do is call us before they even walk into a dealership. Call us, get some advice. We have some great resources. We have some great tools, and our consumer support team is ready and able to to help consumers so that they can walk in and make a confident, informed decision when they're engaging with a motor vehicle dealer in Ontario. And, of course, they can contact us at 1-800-943-6002. And, of course, we want to tell everybody the importance, of course, of buying from a registered dealer, because that's the only way you're going to get all this protection, the only way you're going to get all this information. You're absolutely right. And, of course, if you buy from a registered motor vehicle dealer in Ontario, uh, and if something does unfortunately go wrong, uh, there's also an opportunity for consumers to uh, make an application to our compensation fund. So that's the only way they'll get that kind of protection if they deal with an OMVIC registered dealer. Super. And Maureen, you've got a list of those dealers, I'm sure, at OMVIC.ca, along with a bunch of other resources. Is that right? Absolutely. They're on our website. So you can, if you think you're going to go to the dealer down the street, uh, you want to make sure that they're OMVIC registered then you can just type in the name and, and uh, see that they're OMVIC registered. Uh, our, our website, of course, at OMVIC.ca has a, a ton of great information. And as I said, our consumer support team is there to help. Quick question. You know, we're talking about people holding on to cars for longer and used cars having crazy mileage on them now. Have you seen a proliferation of rollback odometer pr- problems? I wouldn't say uh, proliferation. Uh, I think for me it's a... It, it's something that we see regularly. We have an investigations team that is uh, constantly working on on dealing on with those rollback issues. Right, 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 uh, right. right. You, you know, I, I think the the one thing for consumers, if if you're looking at a vehicle and it's it's getting a little long in the tooth, and somehow the mileage is very low, the de- it may just be too good to be true. So I think it's just one of those. Uh, uh, those red lights that should be flashing for consumers. So if you're not at Walmart where to do this rollback thing, you want to stay away, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're rolling back odometers <laughs> is a really bad thing. Very bad. <laughs> they dropped the price. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> red flag special. All right, Maureen, thank you very much. So it's omvic.ca? It is. All right, and there's a phone number for people that maybe don't have the interweb. What are the, what's that one? Yeah, it's one 800 943 and they can also email us at consumers at omvic.on.ca. That's right, men. Do your homework before. It's way Always. better. Always. Otherwise, you're going to be in big trouble later. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage.
We're going to be right back with Jonathan Marecki from Carpages. Bye-bye. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman. And speaking of wafer insurance, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win a Thule roof box, courtesy of Wayfair Insurance and our friends at Tire Butler. Oh, it's not a toolbox. A Thule box. Oh, Thule box. A roof box. You can put, you know, skis or whatever stuff. I imagine hitting the brakes and hearing the wrenches, like, skew to the front. And nah, to, uh, it on yeah. the gas. Nah, nah, nah toolbox is a bad idea. Too high to put up there anyways. Yeah, so joining us is, is uh, Jonathan Marecki, National Sales Director for CarPages.ca. Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Brian? Fantastic. So yeah, how come good. people don't want to go to the dealer? Is that the whole deal here? People don't want to go to the dealership. <laughs> well, uh, definitely at uh, at certain points over the last two years, yes. Well, of course, that was yeah. The case. And 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 how long have you guys been around? Has it just been a COVID kind of thing? No, Carpages is uh, dates back to two thousand and four. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what um, what happened over the last two years? Uh, there's there's really been a, a couple of eras, um, or I guess uh, periods of time where the uh, whole industry has had to pivot and find um, new ways, I guess, to approach the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, first, you had the onset of the pandemic, and with that, you had, uh, of course, the Ontario government shutting down all businesses, and 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 that was well, r- really a worldwide phenomena. But uh, uh, in Ontario and 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 many other provinces, you also had uh, uh, rules that prevented uh, car dealers from bringing cars to people um as well as that prevented digital signing that you know um kind of meant dealers were stuck in a a, between a rock and a hard place so uh you know on the one hand as a consumer you can go into the dealership on the other hand you as a dealer couldn't bring a car to somebody and thankfully uh omvic acted quickly in ontario and and other regulators and in other provinces to change the rules a little bit to allow at-home deliveries as well as digital signing. And CarPages uh, was able to facilitate that by uh, by having badges on our, our website for dealers that were participating in those, um, those types of uh, services. So you have a big online inventory. How many cars do you think you have there? We have about 70,000 right now. Whoa. <laughs> that, that must be every used car in the country. Uh, at, at, right, right now, <laughs> yes, it's, it's getting pretty close to that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, you actually will deliver the car to people's homes, correct? We will not do the deliveries ourselves. No, that that's something that the dealers uh, facilitate on their end, or they work with a distribution company. Okay. Um, we 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 just uh, show consumers which dealers are are participating in that. Mm. Now, used cars have been going crazy, and you got some reasons for that. Do you have the magic answers? Um, well, I, I would say it's it's not me that has the magic answers. There's uh, there's a lot of people uh, talking about this right now, and 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 I uh, I've been hearing a ton about it. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard bits and pieces here and there as well. Um, right after the uh, the pandemic came around, you had. Uh, a lot of panic in, in, in many different industries. Automotive was not excluded to that. And um, manufacturers were concerned that because people weren't going to be going into work, they wouldn't be selling the same number of cars as they normally do. So they started canceling contracts with microchip manufacturers who 
then started selling their microchips to other industries like consumer electronics. When things started to open back up again, new car manufacturers were not able to source those microchips. And because of that, new car production declined. Um, and, and so with that, you have uh, people who would normally buying new cars uh, without really any other option but to either hold on to their current car, meaning that there's going to be less trade-ins and less used vehicles on the market um, from, from them holding those vehicles, as well as people who really need a car going and buying a used car instead. You know, I wondered, and, how, and, and I've seen this myself, you know, I'm, I'm in the repair business, so I'll constantly, yeah. um, you know, test driving vehicles afterwards. And I was sure. in three cars this week that had, uh, you know, upwards of 300Ks. I was like, whoa. No kidding. I haven't seen yeah, that in a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm. So they are going crazy that way. And, and, uh, and of course, it, it, you know, reduces their shelf life, so to speak, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, I, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of that, Al. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a dealer I was was at um, going back about two weeks, and uh, he, you know, he was in the middle of an auction when I w- was visiting with him, and uh, he swung around his monitor and and showed me a, I think it was a, a Hyundai Elantra or something, and he said, you know, this car is uh, a year old, it has thirty forty thousand clicks on it, and it's selling for a thousand dollars more than a new one on auction. Wow. Wow. So that just kind of gives you an idea of, of, of what's happening. So by the time that car got retailed, it would be like for probably four or $5,000 over what the, the initial purchase price was. Um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what, what I've heard from some dealers is that they're actually reducing the price slightly from what they're buying it at auction at, if you would believe that or not, or selling it at cost, and then making their money through financing and selling warranties. Okay. Now, speaking of warranties, uh, you know, people are buying used cars on your site. Uh, do you offer the warranties yourself? No, we do not. Okay. No. We so so car pages is uh, we're strictly just a facilitator between car buyers and sellers. Okay. Uh, you could think of us more like a a, a marketplace. Now, Jonathan. What uh, what I'm seeing is is a number of manufacturers are, uh, are are blaming their their sales shortfalls on the supply chain issues, and of course that's been going on for months. I get the sales reports every single month, and mm-hmm. there are some companies I'm not going to name names, but they did, all they do is try and explain away their their lousy sales on supply chain issues. And mm-hmm. I know for my my friends in the in the dealership business, they'd love to get their hands on more cars. What what sort of visibility are you seeing in uh, in any relief that's happening on the new car side well from from what i've been reading uh there there are uh uh much uh better um i guess uh, there's there's definite improvements on the sourcing side of microchips and and i've also read that there's several uh microchip production plants that are uh, retooling their facilities so that they can can sell directly to the the automotive industry instead of other industries so um, so that's definitely going to provide some relief. I know. I just saw an article uh, that Robert Bosch is making a huge investment. I mean, mm. be- because they they want to be able to uh, supply. I mean, they they sell yeah. to every almost every car company now. Um, you know, they're setting up a, a huge plant in Germany. They're doing something here in North America. But the downside of that, of course, that won't happen for two or three years. That's exactly I, it. I, I wonder, <laughs> will people have to wait that long to get their new car? 
it's it's from my perspective it's 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 slow moving jonathan what do you what do you see it's definitely slow moving um what i can say is from from talking to you know um both dealers on the new uh used car uh side and, and new car side but especially the new car side inventory levels are definitely improving mm-hmm. um uh, for instance, I was talking to uh, a Chrysler dealer two days ago, and he was, uh, I think he was down to 20 new cars at one point. He's up to 80 now. Now, normally he's at around 120, so he's, you know, he's not quite where he used to be, but he's he's definitely seen a lot of improvement. And that's, that's a really good sign because it means, you know, production is up. That's going to provide relief both to the new car and the used car market. All right, your website. And- Sorry? Just about out of time here. Yeah, what's your website? It's carpages.ca. Okay, I want to thank you for taking the time today. We've got to get out of here. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We will be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're at this final segment. We're down to the final few innings. I got this hot off the wire, the Nissan Leaf, which... uh, I, you know, they came out with it a long time ago and hope to sell millions of. They're phasing out. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'm a little surprised. That was news to me, Al. And, you know, I've driven Leafs over the years, and, and uh, I did a little research after you mentioned that. And uh, they've sold or produced nearly 600,000 of them. Is that a big number? Uh, well, for global consumption, probably not. But, right. you know, that's, I mean, 600,000 Nissan Leafs, they're, you know, they're very popular, but very much a city car, not a long-distance kind of EV. But it, it really pioneered the EV for uh, for Nissan. Well, no question. But, I mean, you know, you're talking about a car that was essentially the size of a Micra. Yes. You know, um, and it had very limited range, right? That's right. Um, uh, what Now, can they be upgraded? Or, like, what if you had one and your batteries are tired? Well, that, that's, there seems to be an emerging aftermarket. I don't mm-hmm. know that much about it. But, right. you, know, the, just, you know, just like any industry, whether, you know, we're talking about personal computers or, or gaming, there's sort of hacking going on where people will update these things. Okay. And, but I, I, I'm thinking, too, you know, and it's funny how the, the, you know, the, the, the styling on a lot of these, especially like your Priuses and stuff like this, yeah. it hadn't changed. And it kind of looks old. But... Apparently, people like to look that way. I, I'm not sure who likes the look of these things. I don't <laughs> to know. Green, green Californians. Yeah. I think. Well, that, that, you know, that's the. Well, the, I think the idea with a lot of these EVs, they want to, they want to make them look distinctive, mm-hmm. so that people know uh, can, you know, sort of broadcast that they're driving an EV. Oh, so the the E stands for environmentalist, right? Okay, you know, a, l- a little bit of that, but you know, I, I I tend to be enjoying the the EVs that look like conventional cars. Well, and I was going to say because maybe that's the other part of this because as it happens, very few manufacturers are really selling sedans anymore. That's right. They're all gone to crossovers. Everything's a crossover. That that BMW I was testing last week. That's a crossover. Mm-hmm. It's in a ground up EV. Yeah, but of course it's a crossover. And uh, and that Mustang you had. The, sorry, the, they call it a Mustang. They call it a Mustang. We should but just call it the Mach E. The Mach E, yes, with and a little horsey on the front. Yeah, so there's a, there's a there's a Mustang badge on it. Yes, and they call it a Mustang, but it's a crossover EV from Ford. Right, and 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 most of the things that you've been driving electrically have been that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, th- this week's a different story, but uh, I'm driving some sedans that are EVs, and they're very enjoyable. But uh, I'm sure you know next week's test car will be another crossover based EV. Well, right, because, you know, people who have to, uh, you know, have a dog and kids and move stuff around, you know, a little two-door sports car that's electric, it's not going to appeal to a whole lot of people. No, definitely not. And, you know, uh, from time to time, I'll I'll take my dog for a trip in these things, and uh, he seems to enjoy it. Um, Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you, you can do that. You must have a pretty good cover. You throw on a seat. Uh, right? so, yeah, I mean he's you know he's a dog, so I cover I cover everything in the uh, in the car to protect it. Yeah, because that leather smells really good sometimes, especially if you're a dog, eh? Nah, my 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 dog's really good right now. Don't have to you don't have to worry about bad behavior. Yeah, just don't take it for granted. Yeah, that, that may change. Well, that's the first time I'd ever seen him do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened. Yeah, yeah, you had to do some quick talking as you return the car to the return center and say, yeah. Uh, thankfully, I'm, yeah. I've not, not been in that situation. But, uh, you know, I have I have damaged, uh, unfortunately, some very expensive cars over the years on potholes. Ah, uh, yes, 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 of course. As a matter of fact, we had a car in yesterday where it wasn't in for that. Maybe you'll just rotate my tires, and it was like, no, the rims are bent so bad. Oh, but, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it needed four ounces. I says, well, I don't know. Just put them on. What am I going to do? You know? Mm-hmm. And they're so costly, eh? Of course. And, you, you, know. Know, the, you know, if you need an OEM rim, good luck trying to find one. You know, thankfully, you know, with, with my cars, I got a stack of them. I, I bought them years ago, and, uh-huh. and I'm okay. But, I mean, I can't imagine right now with supply issues trying to, trying to get some good wheels for your car. Yeah. Um, and besides the fact, like you said, you can't get certain OEMs. They're, they're too old. They're out of production, and you can't get them. We That's have right. a, We have an older fellow who has a nice SL, and, um, yeah, he whacks it in curb all the time or potholes. <laughs> Anyways, we want to thank our guests. We had Maureen Harkwell from Omvic. Omvic.ca. You should do your homework. Find out what uh, you need to know before you buy a used car and uh, who you're buying it from. That way you can get some protection. And we had your buddy on the show, too. Mike Lynette. And how many guys in a car? Uh, there was four guys in a car in those days. That was uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, Mike's from Cardoor.ca. So if you need a used car, check them out. And Jonathan Marecki from Car Pages, uh, another website where you can go to and uh, you can buy new and used cars from your home. You never have to go to the dealer. They'll arrange the drop-off at your house, kind of like uh, DoorDash or something. Or, or the mail. CarDash. <laughs> CarDash. Oh, there you go. There's a new business, CarDash. And it'll be owned by the Kardashians, I would oh, imagine. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're getting a signal. we got to go. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.